You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I saw a couple new movies. Ooh, let's talk about movies uh, on our movie podcast. In fact, I should talk about this the last time hmm? uh, we got together. I, I saw Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah. The Clint Eastwood movie about, can you guess? From the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's about uh, Sterling K. Brown, no, It's right? the Adam Sandler movie <laughs> about, <laughs> about Jewels. Uncut, uncut Jewels. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, it was really weird. It was That's just basically good. about the fact that Richard Jewell wasn't circumcised. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Twist oh ending. It's Uncut Jewel. <laughs> um, no, Richard Jewell was... Uh, it was okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. Isn't I, that what Clint Eastwood does nowadays? He makes okay. movies where you're like, hey, that's all right. He's kind of always done that. Even million, if you go back and watch Million Dollar Baby, oh, yeah. it's not so much his direction that the movie succeeds on. It's the performances. It's all the performances, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I don't know how to put it. It's like Clint Eastwood, he puts together all the right pieces mm-hmm. to oh, make yeah. a it's fantastic what a director film. director does. Uh, but then when it comes time to actually put the story to celluloid, like, mm-hmm. there's some kind of a, a, a level of engagement that he misses. It's kind of hands-off. Uh, well, it feels... Uh, uh, yeah, hands-off. I guess you could put it like that. But it's just... There's just a... Like, any other film, any other really good filmmaker mm-hmm. would be able to go that extra little bit of depth to get that emotional... Like, like, pull that emotion out of the performers, but also pull the emotion out of the viewers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a little bit to this movie where it's like, he comes... They're Very close, close yeah. but you're still kind of you. You still sit in your chair mm-hmm. watching what's happening on the screen. There's not a point where I'm like kind of forgetting that I'm watching a movie mm-hmm. and really engaged in the story. And I don't know if that's because of the actor they have playing Richard Jewell. He seems great. He's a fine actor. He's yeah. a good actor. It's just that his Richard Jewell is the same character he played in I Tanya, where he played the guy oh, that that's helped that same set up. guy. Yeah. Oh, shit. So it, he's good. It's just he seems to kind of be one note right now. Mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> Potential murderer. I don't, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or attempted murderer. But he's funny. He's got a great style, a great delivery, but there's just a little bit of something that's kind of... Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't want to blame it on him because he's doing his job just fine. Mm-hmm. I put it on Clint Eastwood for not exactly getting to the direction. Not quite getting that direction. He's right. not really in your face. His movies are are often subtle. Slow burns, man. And slow burns, uh-huh. very true. All like 2 plus hours generally. Yeah. Um but uh I I think it's the sign of maybe a little more of a mature director doesn't feel like he needs to beat you over the head, I don't but know. It, I, I get it though. At the same time, uh, maybe a little sterile. It's a, it, it is. It's a little sterile, a little bit of missed opportunity. Um and and it seems really hypocritical too because it's this whole piece that ultimately is pointing the finger at the media and how right. the media builds people and tears them down. Mm-hmm. Judge, jury, and executioner without getting the facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just trying to get a story out there, no matter who it hurts. But then at the same time, I feel like this movie is committing that same atrocity against uh, against some of the people it's vilifying. Yeah, exactly. Right? Some of the people it's vilifying. It's I heard like, about that. Well, wait a minute. You know, you can't have your cake and eat it too here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that, and I also just recently saw the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said that so excitedly, because every time you bring it up, usually I'm like, ah, fuck those. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not... Okay, so it is a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. It's almost like somebody took Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back 
and put it in a blender with Jersey Girl. And like, mm, oh, that's no what good. we got is the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, no. Uh, but what I mean is like, it's the story like ultimately about a father and, and daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Who? Wow. He, he obviously wrote this movie like with his daughter in mind yeah. that it's like, sure, he told the story of Jersey Girl and that probably would have been fine, but his fan base didn't really connect with it. No. So how are they going to connect with a story about a father and his daughter? Well, let's put, put Jay and Silent Bob, Bob in it. In it. Uh, oh, and that's kind of what happens. It's basically yeah. a recycled Jay and Silent Bob strike back where they have to go to Hollywood, stop a movie from being made. Again? But then wow. on the way, and the whole time, like, they're making fun of reboots and remakes. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you don't really get a pass it's, if you're see, making fun what we're of always yourself talking for about. doing it. Exactly. Uh, Just like Clint Eastwood. But they're... Despite the criticisms, mm-hmm. despite myself, there are still some good laughs. Kevin Smith, it's nothing if not funny, is funny. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. a funny guy, and you know what? In in the midst of all the dick and fart jokes, sometimes he does strike actual pure gold with some comedy. Oh, absolutely! Like, oh shit! Well, that's legitimately funny. Um, but then, at, on that same token. He can also strike a pretty genuine emotional chord. Absolutely. If he Chasing really buckles down and tries. Favorite Kevin Smith film. There's a scene in this movie with Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's in this film. They, they bring him back. They bring back Holden McNeil. Is he? Yeah. And so, I'm going to spoil it right here because oh, I feel fine. like well, nobody else here is going to watch it. I mean, I maybe. Mean, maybe. At yeah, some exactly. point. Exactly. Eventually. Maybe. I kind of feel like I'm a but, completion. But what? it's okay. Okay. So Just here's the deal. Yeah. Tell me. Well, Jane I'll Silent Bob, much away. like in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, mm-hmm. they're, they're running around. Instead of going to a movie studio, they're at a convention. Uh-huh. And so they're going through and they're running through all these. They're trying to get away from the security guard and they're running through. Also played by Diedrich Bader again. Is, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. A lot of people come back for this. Oh, wow. Uh, and so they're running through these different panels and they kind of show up at a panel and they look at the stage and everyone's in black and white. Uh-huh. And it's the clerk's panel. Like it's, it's like the cast of clerks. <laughs> nice. And they run out of there and then they, they enter in another room and you hear, well... Look at these two morose-looking motherfuckers right no, no. here. It's, <laughs> it's, it's Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck doing his... And it turns out, as Holden McNeil, he's doing a podcast recording <laughs> talking about his book and how he's going to be turning it into a Netflix series. They've they've uh, decided clever. to take Chasing Amy and turning it, in, turn oh, it into really? a Netflix series Oh, oh that's funny. And, uh, and it's Alyssa Jones is, going to, is the one that's brokering the deal or whatever. Joey Lauren Adams? Yeah. She's and in so there we well. find out that... And so in the course of the story, Jay Muse finds out that he has a daughter. Uh, oh. That he abandoned. It was, uh, oh, no. uh, the, what's her name from, uh, from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Boo-Boo Kitty Fuck. Yeah, oh. Boo-Boo Kitty Fuck. <laughs> uh, justice. And, yeah. uh, and like, yeah, she, he got her pregnant, Uh-oh. and they had a daughter. And so she's like a lesbian now with Rosario Dawson. Of course. Wow. And she's like, don't tell her you're her dad. I don't really want anyone. I don't want her to know this, blah, blah, blah. Well, she ends up forcing Jay and Silent Bob to take her and her little friend to Hollywood, uh, played by uh, Harley Quinn Smith. Of course. Plays Jay Muse's daughter. Of course. So does. they go to Hollywood. They, they're trying to get in the movie while Jay and Silent Bob are trying to stop the movie. So they, show, they end up with, uh, with Holden McNeil, who had a daughter, helped Alyssa Jones... And her partner had a kid. He helped them conceive. And, oh, like, wow. and Jay's like, yeah, you got to hit that shit again? Ooh, he's like, yeah, actually, I got to hit a cup in the doctor's <laughs> office. Uh, but they have a, a kid, and there's this, it's this beautiful monologue that Ben Affleck gives about like how when you're young, you know, you're, you're Bruce Wayne. You're Bruce Wayne, and you're the <laughs> That's hero. Ironic. You're the hero of your story. It is. They play a little bit on the irony. He's like, you're the hero of your story, and you can't be touched, and it's all about your dreams and your aspirations. And then when she shows up, I realize I'm not Bruce Wayne. I'm Thomas Wayne. 
And mm. it, it was funny. He's like, or the mother character whose name escapes me right now. <laughs> Which I thought I was like, that's genuinely funny. Uh, and he's like, you know, you're Thomas Wayne and it's their story. And it's, it's fun because Aww. it's still your story too. Mm-hmm. It's just that now you get to expand it and, Aww, and see it through. And I was like, like, I'm starting to get like, like choked up watching. Do that, wow. Man. Damn it, Kevin Smith. You know, that's good for him. That's Kevin good Smith. writing, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. yeah, need more of that. That was the, the problem best is scene. he tries to do more yeah. of that in Jersey Girl. He tried to make a whole hour and a half of it. Yeah. And it didn't work. You had to vary it up a little bit. Yeah, that scene with Will Smith at the end. That was the best right. uh, best scene in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh So I recommend him. I recommend those totally. All right. Well, it'll come on uh, video on demand or something. Absolutely. Netflix, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Disney I, Plus, perhaps. I'm glad I didn't pay twenty dollars to see the Fathom Events presentation yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Nor do I feel the need to buy it. But I'm glad I saw it. Would you want to be in the theater with a bunch of Kevin Smith fans? I have been. Yeah. I guess I have too. Yeah. You know, I was there for Clerks two. I was there for Dogma. And, and now he's James making Bob a Clerks back. three and a Mulrats two. I heard. Wow. He's really, yeah. uh, really. He's Milking gotta, that cash. He's got to let it go. He's got to let it go. I guess. Here's the thing, especially now with like with this movie being kind of crowdfunded mm-hmm. and not wide released, like just yeah. a Fathom Events thing. How are you going to do better than that? Why make more? Like, why are you putting your fans through that? That like, okay, you could. We could have you go to a movie. Movies are already expensive as it is, but now you're trying to present it in that premium format. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're you're bleeding your fucking fans with this yeah. shit. If you're going to do that, go the route of like the Netflix thing. Like ha- make a Netflix studio yeah. movie, have it released on Netflix rather there than do go. that for to the, the fans. fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you guys? You see anything? Uh, no, I don't think I did. I watched a lot of TV. I, I, yeah. Much like Tess, I was catching TV. up on the Good Place. Yeah, nice. I know this is a TV uh, podcast, but still, yeah, good show. Great I'm show. really uh, digging how they're kind of wrapping up. Yeah, waiting the, for the, the whole series. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little behind on it. Yeah. Oh, you you yeah. watch I mean, it though? Huh? I watch it when Sarah's watching it, and mm. she's caught up. I I think I watched the latest episode with oh, her. Wow. Where um oh uh, what's her name? Eleanor? The uh, honey from no god damn it from <laughs> the uh, from uh, bridesmaids. Uh, oh she's fucking the judge. Uh, the judge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my Rudolph. My Rudolph. Rudolph. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Where she's going around and she's like capsulizing all the Janets. You didn't see the latest. Episode, I, I watched yeah. the latest episode. Okay, there you go. And it seemed interesting. I, there are Dude, some things where I'm like, I don't quite understand yeah. how we got here. If you're, but then there's another part of me who's like, I don't care. I think I can follow it. Yeah, but if you're if you're kind of like just catching up later on, like there's a lot of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine what must be going through your head because like none of that would make sense. I don't know where they are, how they got there. I've but the thing is, I feel like I've watched. Most of the first season with Sarah, watch yeah. some of the second season, and I think I can kind of put you together still what's it. kind of happening. They fill in the gaps, yeah, and still just funny as all get out. It's it's yeah. not bad. Oh, it's yeah. it's not bad. I do from what I've gleaned, like they've rebooted like almost every season. Seems to be like let's start over a little again. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they that could get annoying. That's a little lost. Yeah, it's only four seasons. No, but they yeah. don't do it in a unlike Lost in a which not Penny's boat. Obviously, was not thought out or planned out ahead of time. <laughs> Uh, and they kind of had to rush the last minute. I think it was yeah. planned out. I think when people well, figured out what it was, though, yeah. they tried to like change it. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think they yeah. had the first season, first episode and the last episode planned out and then didn't know how they were going to the get The first there. season was so incredibly oh, good. God, it's amazing. perfect. And man. the reason why it's so good is because it wasn't about... like It introduced some fun questions mm-hmm. and made you curious about what was going on. It's a mystery But box. what it was really doing... Was some intense and amazing character building. Yeah. Like how you were like oh, yeah. getting to know the characters and how the characters kind of paths intertwined with each other. Oh, yeah. What connected them? It's certainly groundbreaking. That was really fun. Then suddenly the second season was all about hitting a fucking button. Yeah. Like that, and it didn't stop. 
<laughs> I think what was the, it was the first three episodes ended the same exact way. Yeah, because they were trying to get like, and now this is what's happening here, and this, this is, is what's happening here, happened, this is what's this happening is, here, yeah. and it suddenly stopped being about the characters and became more about let's. Let's add some questions. Let's get some questions out there. Let's get people talking around the fucking water cooler instead of just making a legitimate like character piece. They actually they had characters. The problem was they had too many characters. It was the Canterbury Tales. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. It was everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different story. Everybody had a different sin. Yeah, and Mm -hmm, so that mm -hmm. was what was carrying us through this purgatory that was the (gasps) island. Spoiler alert! I know, right? I'm sorry. You just ruined Lost. Uh, (laughs) It's not the only thing I ruined. So um, (laughs) I do want to address before we get started. I want to address last week the uh, our Eddie Awards. Our lovely editing. I sound like Trump. Tolerated. I swear to God, like I saw something that he wrote. Here I go. I'm going to go no, on a tangent. Cut this part. I saw a thing that he wrote about Elizabeth Warren, and like the fact that he's always using her name, like and saying like Pocahontas yeah, in quotes. He's got a nickname for everybody. Well, but the thing is, like he's clearly calling her Pocahontas mm-hmm. in a derogatory way. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I guess the question I want to ask, especially like supporters of Trump, mm-hmm. like is that okay to you? Is that <laughs> all right? That's the one question. You like, ask. what if? Uh, what if uh, Pete Buttigieg, 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 yeah. Yeah. how do you yeah. say it? Buttigieg. What if he started just calling him Harvey Milk? Like, what if he started doing that? What if he called him Liberace? Oh, Har- uh, Pete Liberace Buttigieg. Like, I feel like, like that's, that's offensive. Yeah. That's super offensive, right? We don't want to do that. Or or Cory Booker. What if he starts calling Cory Booker Kunta? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's it's, it's fucked up. It's yeah. fucked up is what So it I'm is. not going to defend him, uh, but I will say that I think the point he's trying to make is that she makes a big deal. And she doesn't really. She doesn't. She, she's done it once. Yeah. I don't uh, think any of and nobody has, but I'm just saying like when you start calling people out for like what however whatever nationality they claim to be or whatever. Like I think what she say she was like 112th in American Indian 64th or something. 64th or something like that. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, whatever. But to to zero in on that and be like, "Oh, Pocahontas." I get what you what you meant maybe the first time around where you're like, "Oh, you're you know, you're 164th, you're Pocahontas, you're regular." But stop already. It's, it's a very baseline like done. type of uh, it's, insult. It's like if I were to start teasing Tess again about pooping in a Walmart. Like that that conversation's <laughs> oh, happened. I mean, it's he, over. He, it's not funny he anymore. He did that this week though. But I did do, like I did you, do that this like week. You did do that this week. <laughs> hey, Listen man, to our, I'm trying to uh, make a fucking point. 2020 Eddie Awards from last week. <laughs> uh, but All speaking right. of the, the Eddie oh, Awards. Speaking of, speaking yes. of the Eddie Awards. Bring this back we, we knew this going Great in episode. that we had ourselves we had ourselves a little bit of a situation where like with vote and stuff like that and I think that in the course of trying to make something funny mm-hmm. and make a production out of what it is that was going on the theater of the mind yes, is what we exactly. do here uh, heightened if, if drama nothing, we, exactly heightened we try I guess what we do is we exaggerate what's going on to make it seem more entertaining more yeah. fun more funny for the people listening and in the process of doing so sometimes people get caught in the crossfire and we forget. I think we kind of live sometimes in an echo chamber here. Absolutely. Where what we, the three of us, we talk about, we think, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and we just kind of assume that everyone is in on the joke. In on the yeah. joke yeah. When they're not, you know, they're not in the room. They don't understand what's going on. They don't understand the, the conversations or how the conversations are taking place or what it is we mean when we say what we're saying. Sure. But Definitely. the one thing we don't mean to be is hateful. The one thing we we don't also, we don't mean to be uh, offensive. Uh, We don't mean to insult our listeners or our guests, the people that have taken the time 
to to be on the show with us, to talk with us. We value that. We value that time. Yeah. We value that that input. Uh, and the show wouldn't be what it is without well, that so. cooperation. Uh, and and so we value that. If we made it seem like we thought anybody was cheating uh, at anything in the eddies for any of the votes, that that is not what we intended to do. That, uh, that's not even close to what it is. That I just assumed, uh, you know, like we 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 said, we had a grassroots campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, some people were, were pulling and maybe uh, spreading the word around about the uh, the little book, which right. is exactly what we want people to do. Uh, right, yeah. and I, and I think in giving the sequence of events, when I was recounting what what Jason had told me, mm-hmm. I think in recounting those events, I think you mean the winner of uh, best guest host. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the, if you. In recounting that, I think it came across like I was offering an excuse rather than offer an explanation as to, hey, this is what I'm told how the votes on his end came down. Uh, I've said it a million times off the mic, and I'm going to say it now right here. How people get votes for the editing bay, first off, they're not really awards. (laughs) We we don't care. It's not really an award. It's not a thing. We're not really handing awards out. This is a, an end of year review show. Yeah, it's an ex- highlights. It's a way. It's a we think a creative way to give like to just do a, a year in review and go back to highlights and and showcase like what we thought were the best moments of the show. Yeah. and we hide it as a award, oh, award show. show. Yeah. There's something going just on. Just an excuse to talk about past episodes and play some clips. Exactly. Yeah. So there there really isn't a winner. Um, but what we did do though was we did put a call out on social media. We did say, "Hey, these people are nominated," yeah. and we tagged vote these for your people's friends. names. Yeah. Vote for your friends. And so I do feel like that there is a responsibility that we have to, to either to exactly to protect yeah. our protect our friends, protect ourselves, yeah. but to also maybe in the future put something out there like, "Hey, just this is just for fun." <laughs> you know, we're we're not doing a thing because what we don't want to do is tell people, "Hey, vote for your friends." And then do a whole thing about well, I don't know how this person got these votes. Your and friends really are all crazy, cheaters. But just because because it's shady, it doesn't mean that it's disqualified. So <laughs> ha, award. I could see how that could be a slap in the face to people. Yeah, and especially uh, seconds and third place who uh, had had legitimate uh, people voting for them. Right. Yeah, I so I just I wanted to make sure that I apologize. I want to try to make things right because I know that there were some feelings it's that were hurt. Politically correct. Well, you, th- Joe, thank yeah. you very much. No, yeah, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm not, I'm not trying to be PC. Takes just, the fun out of it. No, yeah. no, no. You're 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 doing a great job of, just, uh, of balancing. Just trying to be everybody's yeah. buddy. Yeah, I guess we're just trying to do a funny podcast, right? right? I, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? What do you, what? Do you, uh, I mean, like, I it was a real roller coaster of emotions for me, Joe, because I heard about this. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, it's just a, like, this is a silly little podcast we do. And I go very quickly from zero to I'm taking my ball and going home. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, well, fuck it. We just won't do it anymore. Fuck the whole thing. Fuck the whole thing. But um, taking a step back, taking that breath and realizing, okay, we do have a little bit of responsibility to make sure that um, we're not setting people up for failure, or we're not making fun of anybody. Mm-hmm. And we're certainly not accusing anybody of, uh, of ill conduct. Conduct? Conduct? Conduct. Conduct. It's the word I'm looking for. Conduct. uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ultimately, it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, but we do appreciate uh, people's time and uh, And the efforts that they put forth. And Mm -hmm. uh, we always want to reward that and not uh, not make them feel bad. So we're taking it away. So no more best guest host for 2021. Thanks a lot, cheaters. You all ruined it. (laughs) It's not (laughs) real. It's not real. Just kidding. Although that's, uh, we'll have to recall that uh, gold statue that we mailed, yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. taking it back, Joe, uh, Jason. 
Take it, <laughs> taking it back. It back. He can have his ball back. That's right. <laughs> his ball. <laughs> All right. So uh, this, disqualified. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Oh, my name's Joel. And this is where Tess. we come to talk well, about movies. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes bad movies, <laughs> no matter what the case. I thought going to jump in there. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He jumped in twice now. Uh, no matter twice. what the case, uh, we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other, with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, whether you're watching live on Facebook right now or if you're listening after the fact on the podcast channel, we invite you to take part in the discussion. Go to facebook.com slash editingbay or in the search bar. Look up the editing bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. That's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie of the week. Or if you've got ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there. We would mm-hmm. love to hear uh, what you want us to watch. Uh, and uh, this, the first new movie of 2020. Well, not new movie, but yeah. <laughs> proper movie review that we're talking about in 2020. That's right. It's your pick. It was my pick uh, based on uh, the, the uh, heightened popularity of... I don't know if you'll look this up before I got to this point. Chris Evans. Bong, no? Bong. Bong Joon-ho? Snoochie Boochie. Bong Bong Joon-ho, Bong Joon-ho! Please don't do it again. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bong Joon-ho, who's the uh, director of the Oscar and Golden Globe winning uh, film Parasite that just Uh came out this year, which I'm super excited about seeing. I haven't watched it yet. see that, man. It's going to make a great double feature with us. Okja. Okja is the other one, the the huge pig uh, creature thing that came out a few years ago, right? Yeah. Got a very distinct style, um, and uh, first came on my radar back in 2013 with uh, with this little film. <laughs> came on my radar. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> That's <laughs> disgusting. That's the type of humor you can expect here on this podcast. Yeah. So so this was, you had seen this before, right? I had not. No, this was a new Whoa. one for me. Yes, exactly. You hadn't seen it either? Not at all. Looking for an excuse Damn. to watch it for a while now. Yeah. And so, only you uh, had seen it. I, yeah, I was the only one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, unless we had some listeners that saw it. Okay, so <laughs> just, no. So you wanted you wanted to check out Snowpiercer. Wanted to check it out also because you know we're in winter season and I uh, wanted to watch something season appropriate with some snow. Nice, uh, nice. but uh, all done with the Christmas films now. So yeah, yeah Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer heard good things about it. Yeah, um, and uh, of course Chris Evans, uh, Tilda Swinton, yeah, Ed Harris, uh-huh. uh huh, yeah, a couple of people, Jamie Bell. Yeah, if, if his name does anything for when you. Did, when did this come out? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, it was directed, like you said, by Bong Joon-ho. Mm-hmm. Budget for this movie was $40 million. Mm-hmm. Wow. Brought in $86.8 million. Not bad, not bad. No, that's not Success. bad at all. Uh, other movies that it was going up against in 2013, Good big year. year, we had Gravity, Man of Steel, 12 Years of Slave, Iron Man 3, American oh, Hustle, yeah. The Wolf of Wall Street, Captain Phillips, Star Trek Into Darkness, World mm-hmm. War Z, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, Smaug. Uh, The Conjuring, Inside Llewellyn Davis, Frozen, the Great Gatsby, Mon- Monsters University, Dallas Buyers Club, nope. Saving Mr. Banks. We had Fruitvale Station that year, ah. Ryan Coogler. Uh, yeah. We had World's End. This is the end. Thor The Dark World, The Wolverine, About Time, oh, yeah. Now You See Me, A Good Day to Die Hard, Warm Bodies, <laughs> Oz the Great and Powerful, and The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Oh. Is that every movie that, that came that's out? That's every single movie. Every single movie. I really didn't know what to take out. Like there was, no, you're some, right. there was like Pacific Rim had come out that year. Wow, I would have left that on as well. Oblivion. Yeah. All right, so pretty good year. Well, Fast and Furious Six. Maybe not. No, oh. that one though. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's a good one. Good year for a film. That's then. a good one. <laughs> Hunger <laughs> Games, Catching Fire. Well, I can keep that. going. Man. We fall on the man. We got to do Hunger Games on the podcast. Do we have to though? Oh, yes, we might as well, man. There's, 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 that was a phenomenon. Hunger Games was like wasn't five movies, four or five, four or five. I don't know. I've seen them all. You had okay, so there was three. Three books, so four movies. Because it that was Hunger right. Games, Hunger Games two, Catching Fire two was Catching Fire, the second one, and then Mockingjay. 
was the third. There you go. And then like Mockingjay Part Two. I think that was it. Was so yeah. That sounds about right. Movies. We'll go with that. See it wasn't bad. It was a it was a movie franchise that got sidelined pretty hard when uh, when Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman. Died. Oh, that's right. Halfway through, because he played a huge character that was supposed to be like a turncoat on mm-hmm. like the government or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to end up being like. You know, part of the resistance. Or they minimize his role, and they they kind of min- they like, kind of shot it. Like, they, they pulled like the Carrie they did Fisher. A note. They like they oh we have this note from Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's what it was, and it was like oh come yeah, on because it came around. There was a big fuss about it, but then no one talked about it, and she yeah. went off to start acting and doing all all these other movies. Maz yeah. Kanata just does yeah. the uh, <laughs> internal thoughts. She's like, that's a story for another time. Seymour Hoffman. Yes. <laughs> Rest in peace. So. um... I'm going to be honest. No. Before we even get into like a lot of the, the finer details Don't here, lie, Joe. You should be honest. I didn't take a whole lot of notes. I didn't either. It was mm. one of those movies that, like, even though I had seen it before a couple times now, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. It's pretty engrossing. Yeah. It captures it your attention. Visually, we should just say right off the bat, it's, it's a gorgeous film. For something that's... Well, okay, let me put it this way. For something that takes place entirely on... In a train. In a train, <laughs> traveling around the world... Forever, basically, for yeah. 17 years. Yeah. So the, 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 I'll give you a little backstory, right? So the story is uh, post-apocalyptic. Uh, due to global warming, humans came up with a way to uh, cool the atmosphere and uh, maybe maybe overdid it a little bit, maybe turned it up to 11. Yeah, they, been they like pulled an escape from New York. They to- escaped yeah. from L.A. That's exactly they what it was. So uh, the oops, the world is now frozen, and uh, we've loaded all of the inhabitants, the leftovers Let it go. of humanity. Onto this train, much like uh, Noah's Ark, that is just, or the Polar uh, Express. It's the it's the Polar, Polar Express, Express. That's right? It's with Tom guns Hanks short of uh, Polar, Polar Express. Polar Express with cannibals. Oh god! Oh my god! Yes, wow. uh, that is where the similarities to Polar Express end. Because man, is this a hard R? This it is was a dark so fucking movie. Funny watching Tess Violent. watch this movie. Oh, yeah. because like there's the part there's the part in the movie where okay, so there's this. This whole revolt, this re- revolution that Chris uh, Chris Evans' character leads, along with Jamie Bell mm-hmm. and uh, John Hurt. Yep. And so they basically all, like, the lower class live in the back of the train. Yeah, steerage. And it starts to, like, you get middle class, upper class, and obviously the, the elite live at the front. Mm-hmm. They're near the front of the train. The nice cars. And so, uh, and they they get steaks and nice yeah. meals. Sushi. And sushi, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's an aquarium Drugs. car. There's which like a, I don't even know how the fuck that, that could work. Yeah. In, in an environment where everything's frozen outside. Like an aquarium. That aqua- all those fish are dead. And then I'm also sorry. like a garden in one of them. There's, yeah, it's a, a garden. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like a, an aviary. <laughs> like <laughs> birds and shit. Uh, hey, so, man. Save the world. I'll tell you, like, that would probably have been goofy had it been in almost any other director's hands. But because of what they did, the world building and character building yes. they did early in the movie, yeah. as you go through the train, like the Bradbarian fucking feel of what's going on in this, like it feels... Nice. It doesn't feel like it's out of place at mm. all. Like that one car, one entire car is a classroom with yeah. fucking Kim Pine yes. from Scott Pilgrim. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. There are so yes, many weird like love. nerd connections in this movie. There's a Scott Pilgrim connection because mm-hmm. Lucas Lee and Kim Pine. That's right. Then you had a Fantastic Four connection because Jamie in one Bell. Fantastic Four movie, Jamie Bell was the thing. That's right. In the other franchise, Chris That's Evans was the human torch. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I forgot. Yeah. Chris Evans is like the sixth degree of Will Smith. And then you had oh, yeah. Chris Evans, who in the MCU is Captain America. Obviously. Tilda Swinton. Who's the ancient one in That's the right. Doc, uh, Doctor Strange movie? Man, let's get right into the cast then, because you're talking about it's it. It's amazing. Tilda Swinton 
is just doing some. All right, so you're you're talking Tilda about the Swinton world is putting building. on a fucking masterclass. <laughs> like this is it's almost her movie. Yeah, and I hate to say it, but she she leaves the film far too soon. Yeah, for my opinion, I could have loved to, but I I thought maybe we were going to see a twist where. You know, it's kind of like uh, the Wizard of Oz, and don't look behind the curtain. There's no man behind the curtain, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Or she was the man behind. the she curtain. She was going to be. I it. thought that too. Yeah. She would have been Wilford. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you're talking about the, the world building, and and yes, there are some fantastical things. It's on the other side of the Matrix. The Matrix was. I don't want to say it was going for realism, but like you could come out of the Matrix and be like, all right, that's totally plausible. I can see that happening. This, A lot of that's yeah. plausible. This film. Um, is kind of asking you to not think too hard about that, right? Right. Don't think about... Until you spent four years living in Trump's America. (laughs) Then you're like, oh, I could totally see this happening. Yeah. (laughs) A whole train. Trains going off the racks. Instead of a wall, we have a train. (laughs) Just load all the rapists onto the train. (laughs) Yeah, all my friends, all the rapists, Ah. the sadists. (laughs) But yeah, um, it... It's obviously um, making some some commentary on on social classes. Yeah, and, uh, it's 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 oh, yeah. very much a satire. Uh huh. But but a, a dark version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it lives. It's Vonnegut. Like this whole yeah. this story yeah. is like I said, it's Bradbury. It's Vonnegut. Like this, this is classic like literature. Like this is. Imp- yeah. I hate to use this word, but like this is important. It's like Fahrenheit four fifty one. When you look back on like mm. on film, like the most important films to come out in our generation, like this is going to be one of them. Yeah, this is going to be a film that should be studied, not just because of the film itself and how it's made, but what the movie's saying. Yeah, and breaking the cycle. Like we are built as as humanity. Like we are built upon cycles, upon cycles, upon cycles sure. of failure, of mm. destruction. Uh, and with always with the best intentions, like when I get into power, I'm totally yes. gonna, gonna I'm gonna do things different. Yeah. And so rarely does that ever happen. Yeah. It's just another cycle. It's more bullshit, mm-hmm. but maybe another kind of bullshit. It's a reboot, not a remake. When you see Jay and Silent Bob reboot, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, so it's so amazing that like Snowpiercer gets it, and then when you think it's going to zig, it zags in the end. Oh, yeah. You're like. Oh shit! Like this is, this is real. Like this is this is what we're going to do. I in a million years could not have, and even the second time watching it, I guess I forgot. Mm. But I totally didn't see when they lift up the panel and there's the little boy. Oh god! And they, they foreshadow like everybody has their their, their place, purpose. Yeah, their yeah. purpose. He's doing like, the motion that Tilda Swinton does, and then the oh, Ed Harris does oh later. Oh my god! Hand. I saw like, that. To to clean out the so you saw that coming. I didn't. Mm. I, I saw that part. Like I, I paid attention. No, no, <laughs> but, but you thought that you you figured that that was going to be like the kids were going to be taking over as parts of the train. No, oh, I okay. did not see that part. <laughs> that shit was dark. Yeah, it that was. was very dark. When they they open up the thing and he just looks down and sees the boy, and I was like, Oh my ah, fucking like, god! That's where they've been. This and then the other one like crawls out of the little yeah. space and, and goes is getting into, into the. the what happened to him? He's part Did of the they, train now, man. Holy he's shit. working another job uh, inside the engine. Man. Mm-hmm. I was scared. He knew what he had to do. He just hopped up there. And he's like, what are you doing? Come here, kid. Come here. And like, how long were those kids? They had them for maybe a day and a half, and they were brainwashed. Yeah. Like, this is my job. This is what I do. They got him hooked on the uh, cannoli or whatever. The, what was the name of the drug? Oh, uh, what was the oh, drug uh, called? Cronol. 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 Yeah. There you go. Which, what is that supposed to be? I mean, obviously. It was, it was explosive. It's explosive. It was, that's what on. I loved. I he loved made that, a, like, bomb. But, that, like, that that was the reason they were collecting it the whole time. He he was it wasn't head. to get high. I thought he was a crackhead. It was to oh. fucking blow up the, the goddamn hole. train. Yeah. 
Oh my god! <laughs> to go back and watch that and see like everything that that character and and his daughter or he's his, my favorite. It, it, everything they do is so, there's something deliberate about yeah. every single thing they do they as they make their way up the cars of the train. Yeah. And and just like the wacky shit when they go into the car where the, all the masked guys oh, are, God. and they start fighting, and then suddenly like the countdown for the the bridge happens, uh, and it's, it's Happy like, New Year, it's New Year's, and everybody stops fighting for a second. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird, but it. It, it it's amazing. I at love the same that idea. Time. They do that a lot uh, as the train goes around its path. Um, they take opportunities to kind of like tell different parts of the story. So yeah, there's which that. is great. It's so organic the mm-hmm. way they tell the exposition and backstory. I'm sorry. I'm no, 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 no. Jumping you, on you, it. Well, you mentioned uh, uh, the, the the school teacher there. We come across the uh, school car, which is frightening in its own way. A bunch of little brainwashed children. Um, and uh, as they're, they're passing, they tell the story of the, what are they called, the Seven? Yeah, yeah the Escape Seven. The Escape like seven. seven. Exactly, and uh, it was, we, we learned later, it was, uh, oh, what's that character's name? I'm going to fuck that up, too. Bun, no. Yeah, bun yeah. Jun-ho. It's like... Uh, <laughs> bon Joon-ho! <laughs> Nam Gong Min-su. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, who, who is the guy who they, they break out, and he's yeah. like, he created all the locks, so he's he's going to break them into... The front car, the, uh-huh. the, the first cars of the train. So he's along for the ride. He's got his daughter. And we learn through this 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 uh, story that, I guess it was, they imply it was his wife, it was, was his one wife. of the ones who yeah, escaped. Yeah. But that they only made it so far, and, and their corpses are still frozen. So like every yes. year, they drive past. And, they, and she uses it, the teacher does, as like a teachable moment to don't. Oh, she's got the kids reciting, like, if, if the train stops, stops we, we all die. die. I was like, <laughs> wow. So and I mean, seriously, Allison Pill, perfect in that role. Wow. She's so good in that role. There's something a little clunky with how it starts, how it gives like the backstory and all that. Uh, but as soon as we open up and we're in the train and we meet Curtis mm-hmm. and and that cast of characters that live in the back of the train, yeah. Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, like, uh, like everybody is is so well fleshed out and and the fact that they're introduced to us in a very organic way, but then they still leave so much for us to learn about them as we Later progress. On. Like mm-hmm. when we find out Chris Evans' backstory, oh god! When he tells the story about the the, the maniac Jesus. with the knife yeah. and John Hurt mm-hmm. and what he like, he wants it. I was telling it was so funny. Tess is like looking at that scene where they you see the bugs being made into the protein <laughs> bars which by the way probably the weakest visual part of the movie it that took CG me a second to figure out what it was the CG uh, is just really but bad but when i did i was like oh okay but it, yeah I, the gelatin bars and then like at the at the end when chris <laughs> evans is telling the story about like the thing I hate about myself is I know, I know what, what humans taste like, <laughs> and, then, and I know that babies taste the best. And it's like, <laughs> like that fucking monologue, but that line That's itself, great. that is some dark shocking. shit. And Chris Evans Wild. is on he delivers it two hundred percent. Any other right. actor, and and even in this movie, it it was just this side of hokey. Yeah. Like I kind of chuckled to myself at horrific at how horrific that thought is. Um, but man, he sells it. Oh yeah, and yeah. You can see just the the turmoil. And his whole world falling apart there. Yeah. Tess turns to me and he's like, well, it doesn't seem so bad now to be eating those bugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought they were going to pull a, a full-on like Soylent Green yeah, that it's, and they were going to be like recycled people. So uh-huh. it, was, it was nice that it was bugs, bugs. instead. Yeah. Is that it's, it's bugs. bugs. It's roaches. We're, Better. we're not killing people. Yeah. No. Uh, saving them from cannibalism. So uh, <laughs> let me let me pull up what I've got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what few notes that I have. Um 
I think I got a little nitpicky about like, well, they haven't explained yet how they got the tracks. And then like, it seemed like every time I wrote a note that was critical, they, they ended up explaining it. Like I would be like, all right, never, never mind. Yep. Um, the 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 cool like dystopian aspect of this that the Bioshock feel yeah. of this movie. Like, oh, it's very. If you're a fan Anne of Rand. the Bioshock games, mm-hmm. like. You would dig this. You you dig the way that again every car except for like the la- the the back two or three cars mm-hmm. are all kind of like you know shit. Yeah, it's the ghettos. But as you progress, yeah. like you get into all these different like ecosystems and classes. There's and, one that looks like Great Gatsby. Yeah, the Roaring Twenties with like yeah. a salon up top. And, yes, and then I, another I, one with like a club in it. Yeah, yeah. a bunch of people like fucking raving out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wow, and, and it's. It's it builds that scope in the breadth of the train. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that you'd have to worry about, especially like not just filming this, but telling a story in a train is how narrow the scope is. Like literally, how narrow the scope yeah. is. Yet it didn't seem to be a problem. It, like the story had no problem propelling itself forward, uh, developing the characters, developing the plot, uh, and still using the train as being a train, mm-hmm. using that train as a a centerpiece for some cool sequences like the shootout in the windows when yes. the, guys, the guys were trying to shoot at As each other the train is going through like a, 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 a long curve right and so we get to a point where one of the back cars can has a direct line of sight to one of the front cars so perfect opportunity for a shootout yeah yeah um the shootout uh the, going through the, the tunnel the, when they're in the tunnel Ugh. and he screams out we need fire and that whole sequence where the kid has the, the torch and then runs passes it, it, and then the guy whose son, to his spud arm from got train spotting, yeah, starts running up, and then they give it to that other dude, and it's like, this is fucking amazing. Is like Olympics. This is, this is so it's so wild. cool. Crazy. How like, and I thought maybe that would be something that would continue on through the movie that like they would still be communicating with the back from of the, the back train, of the train, which I guess they did till everybody got killed, until <laughs> exactly. murdered, yeah, like, viciously. Yeah, well, hey, she called it early on. Said seventy four percent of the people. Would uh, die in that. Uh, not to go back to Tilda Swinton, but that uh, the monologue that she gives up top about the 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 hats versus the shoes. Yeah, and the shoes go on the feet. The, the, se- the seven the minute monologue. Oh yeah, 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 that's so crazy, oh dude. Where they put that guy's that arm through the train force at this altitude? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. What? What? <laughs> He's just sitting. There. Uh, oh my god! They've got his arm outside. Well, they, first of all, they like rub some like biofreeze on it or whatever, yeah. right? Stick it outside. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, take a hammer to it after the fact. <laughs> like, that's some fucking nightmare fuel. What's like, crazy that is you, remain see, with you me. see one of the hits with the hammer, and he doesn't Shit. even react to it. Uh, it just hits, and then he realizes he has no arm. And he falls. And oh. oh, my God. Poor Spud. Everybody doing a fantastic job. Yeah, Everybody. Octavia Spencer fucking mm-hmm. giving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the dude that plays... The Jason Voorhees character, who I've seen in movies before. He doesn't say a word in this film, though. Yeah. But he is like... He's a menacing-looking motherfucker, isn't he? Ever coming at you. Like, of course there's a character like that in this movie. Because what he represents is the the unwavering, like, steps of destiny. Yes. Like, your fate. your fate. It's fate. Mm-hmm. You cannot escape fate, just like you cannot escape this character. This train. And the train. Oh, the character. But the character, yeah, yeah, yeah. that he, keep, he will keep coming for you. Uh, and I love that. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, what he represents. But I feel like there are very basic archetypes that are being represented. There's there's almost like a like a Greek 
theater kind of thing that's going on with this. It movie. is very much a tragedy in and oh, yeah. also in the sense that yes, like all of the characters die. Like yeah. almost all of the characters. Well, but... let's let's face it. I think everybody dies. I think everybody dies. Not not uh, not Yonu. Yonu. Well, what what happens at the end? Yonu. What happens with her? Ex- tell yeah, me what happens. Yeah, well, they've explained. Well, her... No, no, no. I just want you to literally tell me. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's going to help me prove a point. Okay. Literally tell me what happens with her, her at the end of the movie. Her and the polar bear. They're going to uh, live and uh, yeah. build a new so, uh, destiny. The end of the movie, her, she's holding Timothy's little hand. Yes. They're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And what spots them? A hungry-ass polar bear. <laughs> No, That's it's a what happened. Polar. He's curious. Wait, he's got a bottle of Coke. He's never. Ever... <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a scarf. He's go sledding go... together. <laughs> no, he just spotted dinner. Is what he did. Because he's probably out there like, ain't nothing living out here. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, that looks good. I haven't seen anything in eighteen years. In eighteen years. Well, the good news is uh, Yona's uh, clairvoyant, so she'll see it coming. Well, yeah, because he's right there. Were they going to try to outrun the bear? But I guess she's going to have to stick around the at least. Revenant? Uh, t- <laughs> yes, yeah, like, where's she going to go? What? Yeah. Well, she's got to hang out at least 10 years for a little boy to grow up so they can procreate, right? Because they're the Adam and Eve of, is that what it is? This world. Is that what that is? Animal, thought, animal humans life. Honestly, I have film. to tell you, I, I thought maybe because there was a polar bear mm-hmm. that maybe that suggested that there was also other human life, like other survivors. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, her dad said that They've probably been lying to us about not being able to go outside. So yeah. maybe, but at the same time, like, did they? Because the dude's arm did freeze when they put it That's outside. That's what I'm saying. It froze. So how the hell are they able to just? just everyone dies. They step outside. Uh-huh. There's a polar bear. End of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and you said that I, you were like, you're not paying attention. I've watched every. No, I was just teasing because that I have book. a picture. I took a picture. I sent it to Joel. Yeah. Uh, this is for the listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I took a picture of Tess. He's on his phone, like just playing, texting on his phone while the end of the movie is playing out. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I watched the. I was. Clearly, he was riveted, Joe. See, up until. Couldn't that, pull himself away. Up until that point, amazing movie. Then at the end, I'm yeah. just, I just didn't understand. I was like, with the polar bear, that is some Eastern is, it's filmmaking. Supposed to be That's, absolutely. I would honestly, I would have expected with you loving there. anime as much as you do. I do. There's definitely yeah, an Tess, Eastern on, kind of sensibility. This is where Bong Joon Ho is like. Showing his, like his culture, his heritage, and I don't mean that in a bad no, no, way. No, I know but like not. that's yeah, yeah. that's kind of that Eastern storytelling, and that's what. And see, that's why that I, life, uh, life, that's why finds that's a way. That's why the way you reacted to me, <laughs> me at the end of it, I was like, did I miss something right before this that yeah. is supposed to symbolize what's going on? With what did I miss? I don't know. I just <laughs> like to give you shit. <laughs> I know you. I like do. to give that's you. That's why I was shit. like, what the fuck? Explain the. End you of just the don't movie. get it, Tess. Yeah. I did, you know man. And I was like, I'm just gonna. I was like, tell me what it is. Just explain it to me. He's like, no, we're just gonna talk about it on the podcast. I'm just gonna. He was like, up. "I'm gonna look it up." I'm just gonna I'm look like, it up. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I'm a, so we I'm, could we I'm, could talk about I'm, it later. I'm, I'm, fuck it. All right, fine. <laughs> asshole. I think you got it. Listen, I don't think you can watch this movie and kind of not get the message well, that I, it's. And you know what? I, to to jump on that, what yeah. you're saying, jump on that train. Absolutely true. Because the version of the movie I watched and the version I gave him mm-hmm. didn't have captions. Oh, when shit. people were speaking in Japanese, yes. oh. there were no captions. Like when he was talking to the guy at the end and he's like telling the story about how he ate human flesh. Yeah. And then the other guy's like talking to him. Yeah. Were there captions there where like we see what it is he's saying? No, I think they only give you captions when he's speaking through that translator. Oh, I didn't to get English. that either. You weren't oh. getting those? I got oh, some okay, when like the uh, when the police like. When they were saying shit, I would get captions, but I never got any captions, and I couldn't understand 
when they had the little things up, I could barely understand what they well, were saying. I mean, I, they were captioned at the very beginning, yeah. I believe, like when he first got it. Oh, but yeah. then, like, it stopped throughout but, the movie. It but felt it didn't like matter. It, like, it didn't. Because no, I felt you, like you, you got the context, context of yeah, what it what is that they were on. saying. Yeah. Which I think is a huge strength. Uh, and speaks volumes to the ability of Bong Joon-ho yeah. as a director. And that actor, that guy's great. Yeah. 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 Been, really they understood each other, too, which I kind of didn't understand. Like a Han like, Chewie kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it was like they understood exactly <laughs> what each other was saying. I was like, I'm very sure he's talking to you in another language. So <laughs> the the movie is guilty of, like, the very end, when he finally gets to the the, the front of the train. Mm-hmm. Meets the, the architect. He gets the engine. He meets the architect. Played by Ed Harris, yeah, steely eyed, uh, in in probably his least psychotic role that I've seen him play since Milk Money. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, Such a Milk Money, but uh, like and where he has his Charlie Bucket Willy Wonka moment, where uh, it's like, I can't do this forever. I want you to take right. Like, <laughs> like there's a little Charlie in the Chocolate Factory ish. Um, well, like where we find out that he orchestrated the whole thing with, with John Gillian. Hurt, yeah, and like. He was the one sending the red notes mm-hmm. to, to Curtis. And it was, we mentioned The Matrix earlier, very much like that second and third Matrix movie where we find out, oh, this wasn't, uh, you're not revolting. Like, this was No, you're refreshing. You're, you're maintaining yes. the balance. Yeah. He has this whole thing about balance, which I guess is probably one of my only legitimate complaints about this movie is that when we finally get to the end, when Curtis gets this, this whole, like, fantastic, groundbreaking, like, movie we get to the end, and it's this really cliche villain monologue that yeah. Ed Harris delivers. Yeah. I mean, he even he even does that tropey shit where he's like, oh, you didn't know? And then goes on to explain. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, obviously he didn't know. That's a bullshit thing you throw in yeah. a monologue yeah. to just anime. make your character seem <laughs> a little bit more cocky, a little bit out of touch. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you didn't know? Well, now <laughs> let me explain. explain. Now let me explain the whole thing. What would have been great is if, like, he was like, "Oh, you didn't," know. and then Chris Evans be like, "No, no, no, I think I got it." And then Chris Evans explained, <laughs> "Would tell you." So I'm pretty sure this is what's going on. And then, like at the end, Ed Harris like, "Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yes, you did know. Yeah, okay, you, you did. Okay. I'm glad I ate his arm now." If you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this it's man, it's some great storytelling. This was a good yeah. pick, Joel. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, I enjoyed it. Uh, maybe accuse it of being a little heavy-handed with its message, but I, I don't think... I, I, I think it's being clear with its intentions, and I think the um, the twist comes with this setting. This, like, yes, you know the story we're trying to tell about yeah. classism. Uh-huh. The way we're going to tell it, though, is a way you've never seen it before. Right. And then we're just going to have a kick-ass action movie layered on top it's it's nuts man when you you i mean looking at it on paper i'm surprised that it got produced i'm surprised it got funding because if i were to look at it and be like so wait what this is a this is les mis on a train like what (laughs) yeah are you are you kidding we for how long two hours Mm -hmm. you want these people on a train it takes them the whole two hours to get from the front of the train to the back yeah it's a really big train yeah but (laughs) It's still a train, man. Like, really? This, there's no way this is going to be exciting. Yeah, and it is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's riveting. Yeah, man, it, cool shit's going to happen. From the, the beginning. And it absolutely does. It's it, it's one of those stories that makes me so pissed off that I'm not a better storyteller than I want to be. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. 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 Like, Damn it. This guy just told the whole story about, on a train. And, and it's fucking brilliant. Like, if he died, like, I feel like if I was Bong Joon-ho mm-hmm. and I released Snowpiercer and I saw it, I released it to the public and saw it, I'd be like, I can die now. Like I told a masterpiece of a story. Yeah, yeah. Then he goes on Career to tell, do Okja and and no. Parasite. Oscar nominated. Yes. Never mind. 
Okay, you're gonna just keep going. Keep going, overachiever. Let's let's do this thing. I'm very surprised more people don't know about this movie. Like that, I'd never heard of it until. Oh, in your yeah. social circle. Yeah. Well, I mean that a lot. Yeah, that a lot. Luigi Del Vecchio, <laughs> Keon Johnson, Keon Johnson. They don't know about this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, that a lot of people hadn't heard of it, and I had no idea about it until you told me. And I mean, even Joel said that he didn't. He heard about it, but hadn't seen it. I knew of it. It'd been on my list for a long time, but mm. um, I was never motivated to see it. Yeah. And now, aren't you happy I you saw it? I am glad I did. Starting yes. off the year with it. It's mm-hmm. a great start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That one scene with the guns and everything, where <laughs> with the darkness, that was that was an amazing scene that when that happened, completely got me into the movie even more than I already was uh-huh. to that point. But I was like, oh shit, real shit's really going down in yeah. this. And I took a couple breaks. I mean, I was watching it and I had to go. The way you watch it. But I was... It, <laughs> I was interested in the entire movie up until the end. That's what I told you. I was like, uh-huh. up until like the last like five to eight minutes of the movie, it had me completely enthralled in the whole thing. But it just totally lost ended. you at the end. It lost me at the end just because I didn't understand too much the last scene. I was thinking mm. that there was more to it yeah. than there actually mm. was to it. And it's nah, okay. like, okay, I mean, is there going <laughs> to be. Joe Mind fucked you. It's like, is there. That. Yeah, yes, I'm like, I did. I'm like, is there going to be a Snowpiercer 2? Is what's going on with this? Yeah, the porn they, version. Uh, <laughs> Snowpiercer. <laughs> Starring Britney Snow. <laughs> yeah, <it's> exactly. <laughs> hey, and Peter North. Was there ever a time. <laughs> <laughs> was there ever a time while watching this movie that you forgot it was on a train? Uh, no, because of the set design. Every set has that curved arch. The same top, basic thing. Which is brilliant. I did. Yeah, I, there were there were there were one or two times where I would forget that the movie was taking place on a train. Hmm. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's holy shit! Yeah, that's right." You know, they're they're on a train, like when they're having the the fight in the sauna car. Oh yeah, and See, stuff, that, and then they move on, and I was they they they're in the rave, and I was like, "Oh wait, they're in a they're in a fucking train." Where did you exactly. think they were? These, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I just <laughs> forgot. Like, okay, I forgot thinking like. Okay, train, we're train, train, train. train. Then yeah. I'm like, oh man, that fight. Oh shit. Oh that. Oh wait, that's right. They're, they're still on a on fucking a train. train. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like as it was going, because like there be dialogue. Like, oh man, this you're really getting into it. Then they start fighting, and you're like, they are fighting on a fucking train. Yeah. How are they about to? Do? And there's guns that they're shooting, and people are they're about to die because they there's can't a, exactly go backwards. They're there's a classroom. To. There's that whole bit with a guy who's bringing the eggs around. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Was ah, yeah. That was Con- shocking. Contrary to popular belief, not all... Everything's... Everything is extinct. And they pull the fucking guns out. AK-47. Allison Pill, like, like shooting... The teacher, the pregnant, pregnant teacher. teacher. Yes. Oh then takes God. a knife to the thorax. fucking dark. Yes, hey, was. what about when Curtis... Let's his buddy gets he sacrifices his buddy Edgar yeah yeah Edgar to get to the to get to I told, the was going down. I told you I knew he was gonna die from yeah. the beginning of the movie for the greater good he looked like he he just had one of those faces that you know you see in movies it's like later on <laughs> there's gonna be a scene where it's gonna where he's gonna die oh no <laughs> and, poor Jamie but Brown. like the, the 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 amount of like the impact that it, it has at the end yeah. when he uh, when you find out who he the was baby and... he wanted to eat. Was Edgar, let, mm-hmm. and then he still let him die. He was still mm-hmm. a sacrificial lamb in yeah. a different respect. Like that's some hard shit. And that's when I knew, like, oh, I don't think Curtis is going to make it through this story. Nobody's going to make it through. Like, this story. I don't think Curtis is going to make it because he is not. He is not our hero. He is not the idealized yeah. hero. He is with sin. Yeah, and eventually will have to pay for his crimes. Mm-hmm. And that's what he he, he redeems, redeems himself, himself. Yeah. which is yeah. a great story, but. Wow! Holy shit! Um, so dark. I had one other thing, one other question. It's one of those what ifs, like mm. that they don't address in the movie, and who the fuck cares, honestly? <laughs> but I thought of it. 
what happens when you run across a part of the track that's broken? Like, well, yeah. Eventually, you'd have to get to a part of the track that's like, oh shit! Like the track's out. Nobody's, We're gonna have to do something. Like about just that. natural causes. No, like, it just yeah, fell like into just a ravine or something. Or something. And the... so, would you think? Is do you think maybe they would have thought of like a a track laying part of the train that could like self repair? Hmm. I mean, it's the greatest train ever. I mean, it takes it, no, is. it takes snow from the no, front man. and turns Astro it into water. Astro train is the greatest <laughs> train ever. <laughs> My bad. I, I we need to lose <laughs> some weight, which I think is super funny because they're in space. Yes. And he's like, it's "I like can't travel heavy. fast enough. We're too heavy." You're in space, Astro Train. How, how is it too heavy? But no, it's the greatest train ever. I mean, it takes snow from the front and makes it into yeah. water. And they were just smashing through. What was that ice or yeah, was that man. snow? Yeah, it was were, ice built ice. up on the track. That mm-hmm. they were just smashing through with no problem at all. So, I, I love that. Love how the fight stopped. Yes, and he's like, "Wait a minute, everybody, brace for impact!" Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's like, not gonna matter. This these children, though, this society of children mm-hmm. who don't actually understand the gravity of yeah. we are fighting, we are staging a revolt. But all these people that don't quite understand that they just know life on this train, just the part that they and they play. know the part that they play, and this is the part that we play. It's fucking amazing, man. Yeah. I just I I couldn't gush more over this movie. It's amazing. Well, maybe you'll enjoy the TV show when it uh, debuts later this year. That's wait, right, on TMT. TV, wait, what? Uh, yeah, it's starring Jennifer Colony. Colony? Colony? Colony. Colony. She lives in a colony. But she's Jennifer Connolly from... Uh, what Labyrinth. From, yes, from Labyrinth. The new Top Gun mm-hmm. TV show. The Hopeful Mind. Oh, she was, she in, was that in the Angley Hulk. Hulk. That's right. Uh, yeah, TNT's got a, a Snowpiercer uh, series coming Career... Was it... Career, no, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Career Opportunities. Oh, Yeah. Where uh, she's locked she in the grocery in the store. store. Yeah. I remember that one. The, the, she's the riding the uh, mechanical... Yeah, who didn't jerk off to that when they were 11 years old? Um, nope, too much? I, yeah, what? maybe a little. <laughs> a little. Oh, wow. Oh, too much? <laughs> too much. <laughs> oh, that was crossing the line. That's crossing the line, man. We, we, let's try to be... Look, we can be guys. And the locker the locker room talk, but oh, yeah. I mean, let's not be crass. That's all right. That's very insensitive to me. She's a person. Yes, and her beauty she is not just an object. Lives on the inside where her, her soul is. Are down here. <laughs> I know, right? I can't believe I did that. All right. So obviously, I think uh, it's safe to say that we would all recommend this film. Yes, I would recommend it. You know, I'm gonna a put, thousand percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a caveat to that though because oh, uh, I w- here well, we go. He's serving his caveat. <laughs> A little fish eggs. What? <laughs> I just recommended it to Keon Johnson. Keon right Johnson. What about Luigi Del Vecchio? Didn't tell Del Vecchio yet, mm. but I'll tell him. <laughs> no idea who these people are. They're his roommates. They're not real people. I Keon's know. the one that likes they're, to sleep actually, on his floor. They're, they're actually not real people, but I mean, they're our names. Keon's like, real oh, shut the. Yo, Tess. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, man. One time. I'm going to come sleep on your floor. One oh, time. oh yes, one, I heard one, this. One time. One time. <laughs> but you were saying you had the cool room. I did. Um, yeah. It's a little so. Um, you were talking earlier, kind of about the the Eastern influences that uh, that this movie has, just from a, a storytelling standpoint. Sure. Uh, that if you're not accustomed to a movie of this type of satire of uh, this ilk, it's a little over the top. I mean, obviously, Tilda Swinton's character is completely over the top. She's got these crazy buck teeth. Uh, she's w- the the horrible thing she's saying and then doing. Uh-huh. Um, or, or, or she she is a caricature. Yeah. So I don't think anybody, I don't think any of these characters are meant to be real. Like you said, they're all archetypes, right? Yes. Archetypes. Yep. Milk toast. Milk toast. <laughs> Milk toast. So as long as uh, as long as you go into this movie, archetypes, archetypes, understanding that they're not 
that they're they're exaggerated caricatures of 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 people. Uh-huh. Um, if you can do that and set all that aside, I think you're going to enjoy. It's one hell of a it's one hell of a ride, Joe. Okay. When you ah. say, <laughs> I see what you're doing. I there. think you should get on board this, this train. train. <laughs> Come on, ride the train <laughs> and ride it. <laughs> Come on, ride the train <laughs> and ride. It's the Snowpiercer. <laughs> Uh, what did Snowpiercer do right? The story for me, yeah, you definitely. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it flowed from start and hustled. <laughs> you know it's hard out here it, for oh a pimp <laughs> when it, you try and get it, the money for the rent. For, for me, it flowed for the from Cadillacs start... of gas money spent. Oh, yeah, I, was, I got a whole lot of bitches jumping shit. <laughs> and my eyes are done seeing some crazy things on the streets. Got a couple hoes working on some changes for me, but I got to. You want me to turn him down? There, now you can talk. <laughs> so, yeah, so from the start to the almost finish of the episode, it was definitely... I'm trying to have things, but... Are you done? I All the time. Just see, it's like when I'm ordering uh, lunch. Oh, or whatever, it's oh, even this happens worse. at work, too. Yes, all the time. When I'm ordering lunch or anything. Anytime I want a phone call at all. You make the mistake back, of bring, calling my attention to it. This one yeah, that's on time, This last time I did. Yeah. Every other time, it's always him. He comes over. I'm watching. I think I was watching Snowpiercer. Yeah. And he comes over and he took, because I wear my headphones like this. So yeah, I, like, I do the same thing, too. The mm-hmm. And he went. He came over and he went like this. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And I did it like that. And then he came back. Did it again. Mm, playing with fire. And then suddenly I looked to see what he was doing. I saw him pick up his phone. So I knew he was ordering uh, lunch. Monday is sushi day. I'm like, so oh, I'm I answer the phone. Answer. Come on. Just answer the phone. And the moment I heard another voice, I was like, Hello! <laughs> Hello, how you doing? And she Sorry. definitely heard him. That's great. I like to whisper things over his shoulder when he's on the phone. I'm like, who are you talking to? Is he cute? Oh, my God. Is he, cu- is he brown? Is he brown? Let him in if he's brown. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're quoting swingers. swingers we're not yeah, just we're, saying that. It's so, ter- so terrible. It's so terrible. So what were you saying? But as I was what saying. Was your, what's your point, Walter? First of all, why, Walter, what's your point? <laughs> why are you talking on a phone in the year 2020, by the way? Who are you calling? It, it's usually it's like, sushi, like, sushi There's an app for that. Yeah, I, I mean, order mine yeah. through fucking apps. I mean, honestly, yeah, talk pro- to people. There probably is an talk app. To there probably like is a millennial an introvert. There probably right? is an app to it, but on, I know I'm there not, is. I like calling up the lady. All right, he's well, they really know, smooth they, too. He gets on the phone. He's like, "Hey, what's up, lady?" They know me. They're always, she's like, "Oh, Tess, how are you doing?" Yeah, I'd like that spring. I'd like to give you my spring roll. Give me that tiger roll. Play a game I like to call Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Hidden penis. I mean, oh. what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Will you finish your point? I was trying to. You yeah? talk about Hidden penis. Fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying. New t-shirt. Yeah, what it did, right? For, for me, from uh-huh. the start to almost finish, yeah. I could follow it from... There, from the caboose to the engine. Oh, from the co- exactly. oh. and I, I loved the goofy parts, like how you said earlier that that it threw into the movie that it didn't make it terrible and make you feel like why no. are they why 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 is this in there? How do you how do you add levity to a movie like this? <laughs> and the fact that he does, he's able to add levity mm-hmm. while still making it a part, a disturbing part of life on the train. Yes, and that that we find it. Funny, like it's something that we laugh at, and then afterwards look back on it and go, "Yeah, that's kind of fucked up, though." Like that's kind that's of very dark. That's that is very dark. that is some fucked up conditioning. 
Um, Joel, what did you think this movie did right? Uh, what did it do right? Uh, the casting, man. Great cast. Mm. Uh, a lot of strong actors in here. And uh, everybody's... Uh, even even the small role that Ed Harris plays always uh, gives it his all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, pretty strong cast. Yeah. Even down to... Because if you couldn't tell from the, like, ten title cards that were at the beginning of this film of all of the different production companies that contributed... had their fingers in this pie. You can man. always tell, like, an international film. A where tourism a bureau was a part of this. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I'm like, how? First two minutes of this film is just, like, logo upon logo. Um, but you do feel like this is kind of an international effort. Uh, and so for every Octavia Spencer and Chris Evans, there's... You know, Spud, Who? Spud from Train Spotting. Oh, there we go. And uh, <laughs> you know, some of these other guys were. Uh, uh, who who plays like the woman in the yellow vest? Who's like I don't know. Oh, she, I don't know. Is she Ed Harris's daughter? I don't know, but I have no idea what her command. character is. Yeah. But when she's she only gets on screen hit with twice. the fucking shoe, and she's like, the look yeah. she gives. She licks like, the blood off not her just own licks, finger. She sucks, sucks the blood off. Yeah, her. yeah. And, and the it, look she gives, and it makes like, it even darker when she reacts that way to it. Like that, um, she's scary. That that game, Very. Little Nightmares. Have you ever played that? Yes. Oh, the girl she reminded yellow. me of a character in that. Like not yeah. the little girl, but she Got reminded me of like one of the big adult characters. It's like trying to change. That's what this whole movie kind of felt like. That yeah. what I felt like. Snowpiercer did right, man. It's I got to kind of side with Tess on this, even though I think the cast is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You're, the casting is fucking brilliant, but the just the story. The writing yeah. of this, yeah. the script writing, mm-hmm. is outstanding. The, the The building that we get of the characters, the development we get through dialogue, uh, is is so great, and it's 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 spaced out perfectly mm-hmm. to where we're not getting too front loaded with exposition. It's coming organically at a good pace while you're making your way through the train. You know, you're learning more about you're learning more about the world that they live in. Mm -hmm. You're learning more about the classes and you're learning more about the characters. Absolutely. Why we should care about the journey that they're on right now. Mm -hmm. That is outstanding. The the, the writing is just mind blowing. Uh, What did the movie do wrong? For me, it was the ending just because it's just like. I don't know where they're going at the end. Vibarian yeah. with that last scene. That was the only thing for me. It, it made its statement, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not really about what happens next. It's like, th- this is who humanity is. No matter what situation we put ourselves in, ge- geographically, we're always going to end up making the same mistakes throughout we history that we've made. We go through the cycle again. Mm-hmm. Okay. We keep revisiting the cycle that we yep. keep falling into over and over again. That's the story of this movie. Uh, what I thought Humans going to be humans. What, yeah, man, Why aren't humans great? So they got to be great. Love is going to love. Mm-hmm. I don't even want <laughs> none of the above. I want to piss on you. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. Yes, I do. Piss on you. I'll pee on you. Hmm. Uh, want to use your face as a toilet seat. Want to pee on it. <laughs> um, what I thought this movie did wrong, and I pinpointed that earlier. The, it's even though I, I think the writing is fucking phenomenal. That that monologue, the villain monologue no. that Ed Harris has at heavy the hand. end, is a little heavy handed. It's a little cliche, and I also think that the way it's kind of intercut, interwoven with what's going on outside the train car with the the two other characters. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been a little bit smoother the way that they put those together. I agree. But, I mean, that's all. That is really what I thought that it did wrong. I wasn't bothered so much with the heavy-handed messaging. No. Because mm-hmm. I kind of... I've come to expect that with Eastern directors. and like, Sure. Because that's where... That's where their stories come. I mean, look at the video games, like the Final Fantasy video games. Those absolutely. Japanese video games, the Eastern video games, all have kind of a message like that. Oh, absolutely. So I guess I've become a little desensitized when it comes to it. Like, I've just kind of come to expect it. Uh, yeah, it ain't it, a bad thing. It, it's not a bad thing, but 
Uh, no, ultimately, it's just that in a movie that's mostly outstanding writing, that's pushing mm-hmm. the boundaries and doing great work, it's a shame that at the very end, it gets a little cliche. Yeah. Uh, I find it a little violent. Also, yeah, uh, it's a little too it, a little too hyper violent. First, uh, first act of that is uh, really hard to watch. Not since uh, the last yeah, Star Wars movie have we lost <laughs> more <laughs> arms, so many appendages. Fucking film. Uh, all right, so if we were going to remake mm. Snowpiercer, how would we do that? Uh, looks like I've got uh, eight or nine. Yeah, looks you like have nine. nine I think I have nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, big cast. Hard who's to, who's the bottom of your list? Decide not to do. Uh, I went with Ed Harris just because we see him last, and he has probably the smallest role. Okay, oh, I went yeah. with the. Did anybody else recast the Jason Voorhees guy? Like, <laughs> no, the, the I guy didn't. that kind of kept coming after them no. and stuff. Oh, Vlad. Is that, is that his, his name? name? Vlad? Well, no, that's his real name. Vlad the uh, Impaler. Yeah, that's his real name. But his gotcha. other name is Franco the Elder. Franco the Elder. Oh. Okay, so I recast him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to let you know right now, this whole thing is a Guillermo del Toro joint. Oh, of course. Directed Great. by Guillermo oh. del Toro. And uh, that Franco character would be played by Michael Shannon. Uh, yes, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. I picked, I picked uh, Jason Sudeikis for that. To be that role? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know what, though? He was in Colossal, and he played a villain in Colossal, and I kind of like that turn. I, love I know act- you didn't like that movie very much. Um... Sarah didn't like it. I love this. If I remember I correctly, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like what they did with the characters in the yeah. end. I, I didn't think they were setting that up enough mm-hmm. f- for that payoff. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I love movie. him as an actor. I feel like he could do a lot. Super like, good. Yeah, can. yeah. He's he's a great actor. I like that. Uh, all right, so you want to go with you want to just go with Wilford since he's the bottom yeah, why of the list. Okay. Uh, I went with the Gary Sinise. Okay, mm-hmm. Gary Sinise is good. I went with uh, Richard Jenkins. Oh, he's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I went with Dean Norris. Chuck Norris's brother? No, the, actually, he is uh, in Breaking Bad. Oh, the, uh, oh is he Hank. the the Hank? Yeah, yeah okay. Hank. Oh, he's great. Yeah, that he's fantastic. A really good actor. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a, that's a good, I thought you, good one. You guys the know architect. Him. No, I didn't. I didn't know his name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, who's next? Uh, we can do Gilliam. We do Gilliam, mm-hmm. the John Hurt character. Yeah, that's right. Played by Ron Perlman. Oh, of course, it's Guillermo del Toro. Del I've got to have Ron Perlman in that's this. That's fantastic. I love that. Uh, I'm going to go with Gary Oldman in that role. Oh, God. Mm. How do you go wrong? You'd have Gary Oldman play every role in this movie. Why not? I went with John Glover, actually. Lionel Luther from uh, Smallville. John Glover. Oh, another yeah. Glover. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Another Glover. There you go. Glover, Glover. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Want to be Danny Glover. Glover. Uh-huh, yeah. Guys, so just you gotta to... you got to post your Glover to boy. Pull... Glover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, put, to pull the curtain back a little bit. At work today, I had about 20 minutes where I was waiting for <laughs> like a client to get back to me on something. And, uh, like, if I have a couple minutes, though, to tinker around while I'm doing my work, uh, I'll make bad Photoshop pictures. <laughs> so I took a picture of the band Loverboy and put a G at the beginning and just basically Photoshopped Danny Glover's <laughs> face on everybody's body and made Gloverboy. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. There, there we go. That's what, what I do. Facebook page. That's what I do in my time. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. So we uh, do, do we want to go with Yona? Yeah, let's do Yona. Yeah, <clears throat> to her. Uh, I, uh, I recast with Rinko. Ringo Kikuchi, Kikuchi Ringo from Kikuchi. Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, that's is, perfect. Is that what you did? No, I went with the. Uh, I believe because <laughs> you knew her name. I was like, oh shit, he knows. Well, her I've, name. I've, well you don't forget a name like Rinko Kikuchi. Rinko Kikuchi. It's fun to say. Uh, I went with. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Yife Liu, uh, who will be playing Mulan in the new Mulan movie. Ah, coming up, so. let's mm. get down to, to business, business to defeat the Huns. 
did they send me daughters when I asked for sons? You're the saddest bunch I ever Weird met. that they're not showing any of the music. Before we're through in the uh, trailer, Mr. Rao, make a man out of you. This guy's got him scared to death. Yeah, like where's the where's <laughs> the talking? Really I don't dragon? think there's there's no music where's in the new the one. Where's the cricket? Yeah, you said that. That's what? Terrible. There's no music. Are it's not kidding? a musical. Are you sure? If I if I remember correctly, it is not a musical. It's just a straight up story. Well, they're using parts of the music. In the I know score. in the score they're using it for the score, but I don't think it's a musical. Interesting. Yeah, right. I kind of well, wanted sense. to see. I wanted to see. Why the are they doing numbers. that now? Why are they, they doing the same thing with Little Mermaid? No, no that's going to be the Mermaid, musical. Because the whole thing is she sings. Like that's her bit. Okay, but they already Under did Beauty the and the Beast. They already it did Lion King. They much. already did Aladdin. And you know what? I think they probably learned from their lesson. That was your big criticism is you're making the same movie over and over again. So now they're trying to do it different. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Why aren't they giving it? Because Mulan has good songs. It has great Mulan songs. Mulan does that's, have good that's songs. The, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it has good songs. You're like, songs. well, why are you doing it with this one? Yeah. You should be doing that shit if you remake fucking Oliver and Company. Yeah. Oh, no. Poor Billy Joel. <laughs> poor, I think Billy Joel's had a great fucking life. There's no fucking poor Billy Joel. All right, here we go next. Uh, all right. So did you did you recast Yona? Oh, yes, I did. My bad. I was still singing Mulan. Um, I went with... Be a man. With all the strength of the raging fire. All right, guys, come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I went with her name is Palm Clementine. Clementine, yeah, Mantis. Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nicely Very done. Good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, so then how about Namgung Minsu? Ooh, I went with uh, Daniel Day Kim from uh, the aforementioned from Lost? Lost. Where'd you go with Hawaii Five? Jackie Chan. <laughs> all right, <laughs> a little uh, on the nose. I uh, right all right. On. This is gonna be. You're gonna have to go with me on this, but also because it's a Guillermo del Toro movie, Doug Jones. Oh, all right. Doug Jones. He's kind of make him up a little bit. Maybe they would just put him in a costume. (laughs) I don't know. Fair enough. (laughs) They'd put him in yellow face, guys. I think it'd be a good idea. I think it'd be a good idea. Like in Remo Williams. It would be just like Remo Williams. We put him in yellow face. I mean, look, that doesn't seem like a bad idea. I don't think we would regret anything about that. No, not too much. Uh, All right. So next, uh, how about the Octavia Spencer character, Tanya? Oh, yeah, Tanya. I went with Jada Pinkett Smith. Na, 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 na. Na 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 na. Doing yeah. Jada Pinkett. Na na na. I want Carrie Washington. Carrie oh, Washington. she's Scandal. good. And also Fantastic in J- Four. And Django. Oh yeah, she I went with Selma Blair. Uh huh. I yeah. like that. Uh huh. Work. Uh, okay. So how about the Tilda Swinton character, Mason? Yeah. How about oh, okay. her? Mm-hmm. Well, Jenna came up with this one um, because she does. She looks like uh, low rent Kate uh, Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> so good. See Kate uh, Blanchett doing that role. Why? I don't know exactly why I went with this, but I went with Uma Thurman for some reason. Oh no, that's good. Oh, I think I that's like a good that. recast. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're going with the type, Uma Thurman's fantastic uh, because she was in The Shape of Water that Guillermo del Toro directed. Yes. Uh, Octavia Spencer <laughs> coming back around <laughs> and playing this character instead. I like that. All mm-hmm. right, that's fun. Uh, all right, so that leaves us Edgar. Did we? We did Edgar. We did not do Edgar. Okay. Um, the Jamie Bell the Jamie character. Bell character. I went with Tom Holland. Mm. Spiderman. Yeah, I almost went with Tom Holland. It looks like I him. thought it was a little too obvious. So it I was is. Like, I'm going to go with someone else. See, this is where it's about to get goofy for me. Oh, no, here. <laughs> I went with Baby Franco. Oh, Dave Franco. Yeah. I don't think that's bad. I like that. Well, I mean, you'll see why I say that in a second. Because James Franco's going to play. Yes. Bulls, <laughs> wait a second. Well, you shouldn't have given me any teasers. Well, there you go. Shit. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, erase that part. Erase it. 
Uh, Wait, so so yes, James Franco is yeah, your Chris yeah, Evans? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Like so Way my, to blow my load. My Edgar. <laughs> my, we don't know who your director is yet. My Edgar would one. be played by Norman Reedus. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, from The Walking oh, Dead. Really? Well, how are you, how's he going to be younger than? How's he going to be a baby? Well, you just wait. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So Curtis. Wait, Chris what's, Evans what's the Guillermo del Toro connection to Norman Reedus? Yeah. Norman Reedus was in. Um, was it, was it not Shape of Water? He was in. Uh, hmm. God damn it! He was in one of the Hellboy movies. Oh, was he? Yeah, I think uh, he was okay. in Golden Army or something like uh, that. Okay, he's in one of, or maybe he was in Blade Two. I don't know. <laughs> look at look him up. He was in like, I am, I am. a Hellboy Dead. or a Blade movie. Right, here we go. Walking Dead, Boondock Saints, Blade Two. Nice. There it is. There Blade it was. Two. Great mm-hmm. fucking movie. Okay. So uh, coming soon to an episode of the editing. Bay. So here we go. Oh, really? Yeah. Chris Evans, I went with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is good. Nice. Should have picked that one, too. Hey, who'd you go with? James <laughs> 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 You went with Green Goblin? Also, my, dire- Frank? my director is uh, Terry Gilliam. <laughs> that's good. That, that's a great director for this piece. knows something about post-apocalyptic. Bong, my, uh, my Curtis would be played by Idris, El- Idris Elba. Ooh, all right. Oh, all right. Idris. Oh, like really? Yeah, Idris Elba would be my Curtis. Okay, brother. Yeah. I like that. Like, oh, Wait, when was he in a Guillermo del Toro That would be one of the Hellboy movies. He was in oh, Help. Pa- Eaters was in Help. Wait, wait, he was in Pacific Rim. He was in Pacific Rim too, That's but he right. was. Wasn't he in? An, I think he was in a Hellboy movie, but yeah, he was in Pacific Rim. Take your word for it. Uh, that's I know I got it for guys. Just trust me. <laughs> I looked through Guillermo del Toro movies, and I was like, all right, this. Are one, you this sure, one, this Joe? One. I'm pretty sure. Um, all right, so. <laughs> Uh, if you've got any thoughts about how we recast uh, Snowpiercer, if you have thoughts about Snowpiercer in general, things we didn't touch on, if you've been screaming at your podcast, like wanting us to hear you. We, we, can't, we can't hear, hear you. you. It doesn't happen. Re- unless you're right now watching live and you comment, uh, we, we cannot possibly know we what it is that you have. And right now, while I'm saying that, I'm going to check. Just make sure nobody's saying anything. Oh, I just I realized John Hurt also in Hellboy. In Hellboy. That's right. Hellboy. Wow. Mm. Oh, yeah, Hellboy. Uh, yeah. But not the new Hellboy. No. Which sucks. No. Don't watch the new Hellboy. We'll not be seeing that. Uh, I'm sorry. I love David Harbour, and I think David Harbour's hosting SNL was one of the best of this past oh, season. Yeah. But his uh, Hellboy movie is fucking garbage. The Grinch. Wow. Um, all right. So, yeah, if you've got thoughts, let us know. Facebook.com slash Editing Bay. Or in that search bar, put in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that and uh, let us know. Let us know about movies that you want us to watch in the future. Uh, we also have a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not Edit Bay. It's not The Editing Bay. It's EditingBay.com. Everybody can remember it. It's just that easy. Uh, but we have links there to uh, all of our social media networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, as well uh-huh. as our Twitter handle, which is at The Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what movies we're talking about next. Uh, also on our website, uh, we've got a little photos tab there uh, and a little archive section. Your cute little photos tab. A place to uh, <laughs> let me see your photos tab. <laughs> I just have, there's like two photos of us. There. Mama's just if people want to know what Come we look on, like, they've, they've uh, written not off again. Facebook. Oh. Not again, Joe. What? Not again. What are you talking about? It's what we're going to talk about next week. Wait, oh no! Pussy? No, precious <laughs> pussy. <laughs> We don't see Precious's pussy. Oh, well. <laughs> bait. I've never seen it. <laughs> okay, so what are we going to do next week? Hey, did we talk about the Oscars, by the way? The no, Oscar we, didn't, we didn't talk about the Oscars. Who cares? Anything there that uh, you're excited about? No. There's <laughs> nothing I'm excited about yeah. when it comes to the Oscars. All right, there you go. There's I'm our Oscar so talk. Not, I don't fucking care. Agreed. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm excited to watch Marriage Story. 
Yes. The, the Adam Driver movie. Man, yes. I'm sure it's great. I want to hear good things, but... Um, <laughs> I want to hear good things. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's great. Uh, I'll, I'll probably They say it's like the Schindler's it. List of marriages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. a good date movie. Yeah, no. Apparently. No. That's why I'm scared of, like, I kind of want to watch it, but I'm not sure I want to watch it with Sarah. No, that's the thing. I'm saying That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, then, but, you, but you can't watch it you can't alone watch either. can't watch it alone. Why it's, the fuck would I watch it alone? Watch it with Tess. <laughs> yes, we'll watch it. <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch Marriage Story with you. Uh, all right, Fine. so um, guys, leave a rating and a review for us on your uh, podcasting app. Five star rating would be fantastic. Review. Let us know what you like about the show, uh, and if there's things that you think we could do better, you could put that there too. Just make it a five star criticism, and uh, and we'll go from there. Because if you leave anything less than five stars, honestly, you know. You're kind of a Tilda Swinton. One from this star. Movie. Your voting system sucks. Yeah, yeah, basically what you you deserve. If you give us one star and you're not really being you know productive, mm-hmm. it is the fucking equivalent of you just putting your arm out that fucking porthole window <laughs> and just like fucking <laughs> like freeze spud it from train spotting. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, uh, so yeah, tell your friends and leave us a rating or review. Let's get back to okay. So the next week, next, next week, mm-hmm. what movie? Uh, you know, and we we haven't turned it over to him. And before we make some other decision, what I do want to see, Tess, do you have any movies that you'd like us to watch? Like, oh. do you have anything that's on your list? That's a good point. That you're like that I haven't seen yet. Because I think it's about time we start adding you to the rotation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to think about that. Yeah. But, you know, it's good. I, I got a week now. So next week. Yeah. Next week will be your pick. Okay, After. I like that. Um, so yeah. I want to do this movie because the fucking third installment comes out. In fact, by the time this is out, it mm-hmm. will have probably been out for a couple days. Uh, Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys. <laughs> with Bad Will Smith, boy. Martin Lawrence. What's it going on? Uh, Joel and I talked about Bad Boys a year or two back. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite action movies. I think the only, well, one of the two good Michael Bay films. Oh, what's the other one? <laughs> Armageddon. Okay. Yeah. Oh. You don't like the island? No. You don't like the oh, train? I like the I've island. only seen the island once, to be honest. I should probably come back to it. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Uh, but we talked about the first Bad Boys movie, and I think we were both fairly complimentary of it. Uh, and I wanna, yeah, I like the first one. I want to now watch Bad Boys 2. Let's do it. And see uh, In honor how it's of... aged. Because I think Bad Boys 2 is like a good 10 years after the first Bad Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think it was 95, and then like 2004, 2005 was they, when the second one came so out. I don't oh. fucking know, dude. Uh, like because two. Will Smith is, gets booked up like yeah. a motherfucker. That's and true. Martin Lawrence is like, come on, I need a job. <laughs> or else I'm going to have to do Big Mama's House 4. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him? Yeah. Like, look, I don't want to fat shame because I am in no position oh. to do that. But he looks like Big Mama. He looks more like he Big did. Mama now than he ever did than he looks... in, in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, um, what's his name? The guy who played uh, Pig Vomit in... Uh, in oh, Paul Crying Giamatti. Park. Paul Giamatti was in the Big Mama movies. Was he? He was. He was in the Big Mama's House movies. I need you to be Big Mama. <laughs> I'll take a word for Oh, yeah. He was the... Um, uh... The other cop. The cop, the detective yeah, the other guy cop. that was there, the put of there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, so Martin Lawrence. Like, I remember watching the second Bad Boys and going, mm. wow, Martin Lawrence kind of letting himself go a little bit. Like, he's gained a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the movie, you're like, all right, you know, he's, you don't think it's much Martin. of it. Yeah. Then seeing the trailers to this movie, I'm like, God, it's completely different. How did you not, like, why didn't you take, like, a good two months and, like, get him on it with a trainer and, like, have him, like, lose a little bit. But he's the same guy that, wasn't he found, like, passed out? Like, he passed out jogging, yeah. wearing, like, two jogging suits or some shit? I mean, at least he was trying. He but, must have some kind of, like, a, a genetic thing. But I think also it's, like, when you, I mean, it's, it's I mean, age and time. And then you put him next but to Will Smith. Next to Will Smith, who's Ooh. ageless. Yeah, 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 that's why it's, like, in comparison. He's, compar- like, fucking Black Paul Rudd. In comparison, it's, like, oh my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and you love Will Smith. I do. He was on what was he? He was on. Um, He's on a lot of things. No, he was on a talk show last night. I think he was on a talk show last night, and they were talking about movies and stuff. And they were like, you know, yeah, you make this movie, and then you make this movie. But why? Why did you make this? And and he's like, well, I mean, you got to make what the people like. He's like, yeah, but isn't that selling out? He's like, yeah, it's it, until you make a movie that's all about you and your art, and then nobody goes to see it. Yeah. Then you realize, oh, I'm gonna start making some shit that people <laughs> want to see. Start selling out. <laughs> hey, man. It was super funny. Like he's well smooth. aware. Like. Yeah, I need to. I need to make sure I make some movies of it. This After Earth bullshit that he did, <laughs> right? And fucking Gemini Man. Nobody went to see Gemini Man. Yeah, no, and it bad. looked pretty good. I was like, I want to check that out. Hey, it was man. gone. It yeah. was gone within like two yeah. weeks. Uh, but yeah, Bad Boys Two. I'm sorry, Bad Boys Two. We'll watch that on the podcast yes. next week. Uh, guys, you can uh, you could pick up your DVD Blu-ray copy oh. of My Roommate Is a Cat. Ah, yeah. saw that. Now yeah. available. My you made the cover. Yeah, that's right. My character made the, character the cover art. Did. Um, and I'm working on a show right now that you can watch. It's streaming um, simul dub, whatever. It, like it shows in Japan, Japanese. Oh. and the English dub at the same time. Cool. Uh, on Funimation, it's called uh, Id Invaded. Oh, uh, and it's uh, it's really fun. I can't really tell you a whole lot about it. Uh, because you can't I, or you won't, I, Joe. I, I can't. I, mm. It's it's my it's my first project that I've received like oh, gag, NDH, a gag order yeah. kind oh, of thing. Oh, interesting. Ooh. They're like these are things you could talk about. These are things you can't. And I'm like I'm just not going to talk, talk about, about anything. anything. Yeah. I'll just tell the, the, the title of the show. You can tell us off the air, and that's what's going on. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but check it out. It's really fun. A really cool show. Very creative, and a lot of creative people uh, working on it. Cool. Uh, Id invaded on Funimation. Um, all right. Well, that's all we got. Hell yeah, Jeff. Hell thank yeah. you very much. Ugh. Tess, great to see you. Yeah, buddy. Always Joel, a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. That's what I say to him. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, Get I your mean, own tagline, <laughs> buddy. Great to see you. <laughs> thank I mean, you. Maybe throw a little assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> There we go. There you go. That'll be your sign-off from now on. It's 2020. He'll get his own intro. He can pick his own movies. As long as you say that song. You just can't say always a pleasure. That's what I say to this motherfucker. You're going to throw everything off. Because then I'm going to be like, I'll be like, pleasure's all mine. Wait, wait, wait. No, pleasure. God damn it. Six years, I'll say the same shit. My bad. I'm fucking things up. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for Bad Boys 2. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.